When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com slash clean. Welcome into this very special episode of CHGO Blackhawks. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tiravasi. You can see to Mario's left, your right, an empty chair. That empty chair. An empty armrest sh- for now. <laughs> yes. Will shortly be occupied by Blackhawks winger, team dad, and um, de facto captain Nick Felino. He'll it's be with us for the second half of the show. Driest chair on the set. Yes, I'm in uh, Stucky Claus's seat, and it does not smell like candy canes. Let's put it that way. (laughs) No. It's a little damp, a little moist, all those sort of things. But, hey, before we get to uh, the news from practice day and a little bit of Christmas fun we're going to have before Nick gets here, we want to remind you to smash that like button for us. A lot of you already have. That's awesome. Thank you. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page as well. Podcast listeners, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. That's all very, very helpful. Yes, it is. appreciate it. It is the season for giving yeah and that would be nice it's a gift that keeps on giving year round it sure is like the joey the month club Mm -hmm. um all right so you two were at practice this morning we sure were what do we learn what do we hear what do we know uh as far as injury updates go uh luke richardson in a very holiday break feeling uh press conference (laughs) uh basically gave some updates on alex vlasic who skated on his own uh before practice again today so that's a Positive sign going in the right direction for him. Um, the next step would be getting him back into team practices, uh, but that uh, still uh, to be seen. Uh, Kevin Korchinski and Jared Tenorti were, uh, again, practicing with the team. Uh, before Tuesday's game, they were at morning skate. Um, they had a full contact practice today. Richardson said for both of them, it's just going to be checking in with them tomorrow morning, seeing how they feel, and potentially making a call uh, on them returning to the lineup maybe as soon as tomorrow night uh, against the Canadians. So we'll uh, keep an eye on that for morning skate tomorrow. But that's a positive sign for Tenorti. Uh, injury-wise, I believe he was coming off a concussion. And good for uh, Korchinski, too, because um, you know he was, he was gone because of the passing of his dad. Um, so it's good for him to look like he's, he's back and, and, as Richardson said, in good spirits um, and potentially coming back to the, uh, the lineup soon. Uh, and then on the ice, um, interesting kind of move. Philip Kurashev was back after his little bout with the flu or whatever he had. Uh, but he was not on the top line with Connor Bernard and Lucas Reichel. He kept Ryan Donato up there. He had 
Uh, Luke had Kurashev with uh, Tyler Johnson and Taylor Radish, mm -hmm. but was quick to say that eh, we can easily swap those two guys out <laughs> if we have to. Sure, so sure. he just said that that line was clicking and Donato goes to the front of the net and is hard on the forecheck, and that helps out two players like Bedard and Reichel. Yeah. Um, but he, it sounded like he will have a, a, a quick trigger finger sure. if that line struggles and, and you need to get Kurashev. I would predict that. By the end of the game, Kurashev is back on that line. Yeah, probably. Also, with Kurashev back, uh, Cole Gutman will shuffle out of the lineup, looks like, and Anthony Beauvillier down to the fourth line. So that was interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, so part of the benefit of getting healthier and, and you know, getting guys back and all that stuff is you can, when they brought in Beauvillier, one of the things we liked about it was the fact that you can play him everywhere. Sure. Yeah. He's not the guy that has to be in the top six and or he's useless. Um, and he's shown a little bit of you know willingness to dump in the puck and go get it and win a board battle, even though he's not the biggest, strongest guy, that willingness is there. So mm -hmm. it's interesting to see. I mean, Luke's got some things to figure out here yeah. to get these forward lines going. And you've got Reichel and Bedard seemingly going, so stick with that while you, while you can and then hope the other three kind of uh, fill out as they need to. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to have more than just one line producing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that would be good. Yes. That would be ideal. Like, it's like, can anybody besides the counter Bedard line put some goals up? And it'd be nice if, hey, Kershev goes to the second line and gets Taylor Radish going, you know, mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, your third line is, is your effective defensive line. And then third line was uh, Felino, Dickinson, and Blackwell. Yeah. That's, that's and the same if Blackwell puts in a performance like he did on Tuesday night moving forward, that's a, I like that third line. It's a very pesky. Yeah, uh, hard to play against line. Yeah, um, I like too that Blackwell, even though he's not the most obviously proficient scorer, brings with that Dickinson, Felino, Anderson line was missing a little bit with some speed. Mm -hmm. I know that yeah. Dickinson can speed. Well, burst. he's faster we know than about Nathan that. McKinnon. Yes, he is faster than Nathan McKinnon. It's science. That's why the Blackhawks won the other night? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but to get a guy who just plays fast will be beneficial for that line. And look like. You've got Felino who's willing to go to the net. Same thing with Dickinson. But if you can get Blackwell into the zone first yep. to go retrieve a puck. We'll and, hey, seen. when he gets out in front and gets some space, he can put the puck in too. So I'm interested to see how that line looks. I, I was really impressed with the way Blackwell played. And, look, part of it is I haven't played in 290-something yeah, days. Yeah, right, almost a full And I'm just year. dying to play. But let's hope that energy remains uh, for the rest of the season for him. Absolutely. The other little bit of uh, Hawks news that came out today was you had two – Generational first-round picks meet for the first time today. Connor Bedard and well, Victor Wembanyama. It might have happened today. We don't know for sure. Maybe, maybe not. It happened today, man. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They met. They met. As you can see, no one is standing on the rug, Emma. <laughs> no one's standing on the logo. Everyone is respecting the Blackhawks yes. logo. Yeah. Unlike Emma, our social media guru, who Look just walked shot. I think Emma actually wiped her shoes on the logo. She might. She might have. She blew a snot rock. I was gonna she say brought other shoes too. from home. Just, she had a duffel bag full of muddy shoes just to rub she, all over the logo. She did <laughs> brought her gardening shoes. Um, Nick yeah. is gonna confront you about that too. He told us like, yeah. "Is that girl yeah. gonna be there?" I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he cracked his knuckles when he said it too. <laughs> We're gonna have it was a very tense right on set. Um, yeah, but yeah, Victor uh, Victor Wembanyama uh, with uh, Counter Bedard. The size difference is comical, as it usually is when uh, <laughs> Wemby is is anywhere. Basically, how tall is he? Seven Four. foot five. That's not they, that's not a real thing. Humans shouldn't be that tall. No, but, and athletic uh, at the same. And point. athletic, yeah, he's he is quite the uh, physical specimen, but um, yeah. 
yeah, cool to see uh, him and Bedard hanging out. Um, probably going to be instant best friends. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a cool thing. Like, I I love seeing. This is kind of what Bedard can can bring to not only the Blackhawks but the league. Yeah, is an opportunity to like kind of cross over with that like very young generation of fans and to bring uh, Weminyama and Bedard together. Um, it's just it's just a cool like cross sports cultural thing. Um, and in the little clip that the Blackhawks put out on social media. Uh, Bedard's like, you know, hey, do you do you watch hockey all that often? He's like, full games, no, but I like it when they fight. And so it's just like, okay, Honestly, same. That yeah, I mean, mo- <laughs> a lot of a lot of casual fans are just like, yeah, if I see a fight, that's cool. You know, hockey's cool on its own, but a fight makes it better. So it's just kind of cool to see that like intersection of of uh, sports and to have it happen with a guy on the Blackhawks. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, the the, the NHL could definitely use some of that. Uh, NBA mojo as far that would be as, good. Yes, uh, clout you know, as the yes, kids say, street cred. Yeah. Uh, you know, right? Clout. Get, okay, get thank some you. of that. Uh, you slay some clout. Get some of that NBA. <laughs> <laughs> I have the I have the clout. It's very painful. <laughs> <laughs> Feet hurt every morning. Um, yeah, NBA good. Lots of people watch. Yes, hockey needs more. Learn, learn from the NBA. <laughs> well, not everything. We don't need Connor Bedard like filming a TikTok with like guns in his passenger seat or anything no. like that. No, no, that's that's that. that's also true. Yeah, <laughs> but he can most keep, things. He can keep the receipts. Was that John Morant? Yes, that was John. Look Morant. at me knowing yeah. stuff. Hey, oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, but that's that's cool. I like that. Yeah, that's good. That's stuff. good. That's cool that they did that yesterday. You know what else is cool, Mario? What? The Town Athletic Club. It sure That's is. That's cool. If you want to be one of the cool kids, you want to be seven foot five <laughs> and athletic. <laughs> Go to the Midtown. They've got like a, stretch, like a stretching <laughs> yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah. They got an old rack that'll stretch you out. Uh, yeah, the Midtown Athletic Club. Uh, four locations in Chicagoland for you to uh, get in shape and. Uh, Work on your physical and mental health. You can go to the uh, locations in Palatine or Bannockburn or Willowbrook, or you can go right here in the heart of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. That's the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel. Pretty uh, pretty swanky place out there, but uh, they got everything you need to uh, get all of your physical and mental wellness in check. Uh, they got great membership options as well for individuals, families with kids, uh, people to look making to look lifestyle changes. Uh, if you're into your holistic wellness, that's all good too. Tons of amenities uh, that are going to make your experience at Midtown Athletic Club the best it can be from their uh, super spacious and luxurious locker rooms. They got wet and dry saunas. Um, I went to the Bannockburn location. They have a nail salon and a hair salon, really swanky. And then you got all your workout equipment, state-of-the-art, yoga studios, boxing, uh, spin and cycling, group fitness. And if you're into tennis, the Midtown Athletic Club is the place to be. They have the best tennis courts and programs in the sport. Indoor and outdoor courts are available, and they are all professional quality. So head over to midtown.com slash chgo to find out more and set up a tour of the Midtown Athletic Club nearest to you. Hey, if we have any NFL fans in the chat today it's time to unwrap non-stop football action hey christmas is not just for the nba anymore there's gonna be some uh full slate of football games on christmas day as well this holiday season throw down on big matchups with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl and this week new customers can bet just five bucks on the nfl and score 150 
instantly in bonus bets. The uh, old inner city rival between the Bears and Chicago and Cardinals will be renewed on Christmas <laughs> Eve. And here's a fun little same game parlay you can make for that game to keep oh, it Chicago interesting Cardinals. while you're gathering with your family. Uh, DJ Moore, Justin Fields, Cole Komet, all three of them, anytime TD scores. Ooh. Plus 1,000. Ooh, I kind of like, like that. that. Because like that. if Justin Fields throws a touchdown to one of those guys, two of your two-thirds of that mm-hmm. is, is done. Uh, you got to make sure, a, though. It might have to be a rushing touchdown oh, for Fields. Probably it has to be a rushing or receiving That's TD. fine. Oh. He'll get it. He he'll might get catch anyway. one, too. Who yeah. knows? He'll, he'll throw, do the play he'll throw it up where, to himself. Yeah. Lateral to yourself like uh, Mr. Perfect. Whatever. <laughs> if the Bears are going to win that game, chances are those three guys are going to find the end zone. <laughs> we know no one else is. No one else can catch the god darn ball. It's not going to be whatever that other loser Robert type. Tunyon. Yeah, Robert. You ass. More like Robert Cutyon. Cut his ass immediately. Nice. Anyway, I like that. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook now with the code CHGO. New customers can bet five dollars on NFL action to score one hundred and fifty instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code CHGO. The crown. Is yours. All right, here we go. Red. You got it. Red, here we go. Come on, baby. You got it. This is the long one? Uh, that's what she said. Gambling problem. Mm-hmm. Call 1-800-GAMBLER and visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino in, and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Sorry, Canadians. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. For the love of God, put the numbers in this disclaimer. <laughs> good uh, job. You did a good job anyway. Good job. It was, there may, may have been a missing or extra seven in there. there but an extra, no, there's four sevens in a row there. Seven, 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 seven. Yeah, that's uh, a yeah, lot of stuff. Is, uh, do we have a world record on that? I don't know. We should start. Uh, we should start recording. <laughs> recording start. these times sounds like a fun off-season game. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's better than tank spins. Wh- whoever gets the fastest <laughs> disclaimer, disclaimer read. read of the week gets the helmet in the summer. Sure, there you <laughs> go. Maybe the only way I'll catch up. <laughs> um, all right, that'll before, be the tie break at the end yeah, of the season. Before be, hockey dad gets here, we wanted to have some some holiday fun, and we were discussing uh, after the show yesterday. Like, what can we do? What's something different that we haven't done yet before? So here's what we're gonna Stucky do. Stucky Claus leave. It's not really a draft. But we've got our board made up, and we're going to involve Nick in this when he gets here. Um, we're going to choose our favorite Christmas movie, favorite Christmas, I guess holiday, holiday movie, holiday song, holiday treat, and best gift we've received. Mm-hmm. That's how we're going to do Just this. Just the ideal Christmas morning for, yeah. for us. So, Mario, why don't you start? What's your first? favorite Christmas movie? Well, if I'm waking up in the morning and I uh, got my footy pajamas on <laughs> and I got my nice warm... A uh, cup of hot chocolate, and I'm walking downstairs. Christmas trees all set up. I got all the presents out there that my wife wrapped, and I, I supervised. Um, sitting down on the couch, turning on the Charlie Brown Christmas movie. Just it's it's such a classic. Uh, it's been a staple of my Christmas holiday season since I was can remember, um, and I I love it. And what I love about it is that it's it's. Just it's a tradition. It's a lot of fun. Um, the, the Charlie Brown humor, I feel like, is just great because it's like a six-year-old who's just like got the like yeah. perspective of like a fifty-year-old in like the nineteen seventies. Like it's it's hilarious to me. 
Um, and it's over and done with in about 25 minutes. So you don't have a long commitment to it. True. Get in, get out. Love the music. Charlie Brown is a must for me. That's a great one. My the music is great. The music in itself is almost like a separate experience. And my daughter, I have the I have the vinyl album yeah. of the Christmas soundtrack from Charlie Brown. Does he have any other music? Vince Gilardi? Probably. Like, like a, is that yeah. like what all of it sounds like? Because I'm I'm jazz. in on that kind of jazz. Yeah, he's got like tons of albums. All right. Yeah. He's, yeah. He was like famous in the jazz world before Charlie Brown came along. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my daughter plays piano. She's been playing since she was maybe three, and she's 13 Whoa, now. Wow. So she's learning that the Christmas time is here. Mm-hmm. And my parents actually gave me my grandfather's mm-hmm. piano. They had it delivered to our house. Yeah. And it's like I hear Eddie playing. I'm like, someone playing a record? Like, she plays it that That's well. Awesome. It's very cool. Nice. It's added to the atmosphere of, of home around the holidays for sure. Nice. That's a great pick. What do you got, Greg? Uh, I'm going with a classic. It's I mean, there are a lot of great Christmas holiday movies out. There are like three or four I have to watch every year for it to officially be Christmas season. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going with A Christmas Story. I, I just, I've it's loved like that movie one. forever. So many great lines, so many great scenes. It's iconic. Um, Suzanne Hanrahan is in there. It, yeah. Uh, that that, sure that, that screwed my childhood <laughs> when I realized those were the same people. Uh, not uh, mine. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, it's, it's a great movie. And then, uh, you know, uh, just... So many great things in that one. And then the best part, it's always on Christmas because one of the stations has it on for 24 hours. Yeah, so I think it's TBS does yeah, that. Yeah. It's always funny because it seems that like every year I have it on Christmas Eve and then I go to bed and somehow I wake up and turn it on. It's almost exactly yeah. where I left it. <laughs> and no, it's uh, like it's on cue. It yeah, so uh, definitely a Christmas story. I, that I, it's There's a lot of great movies to pick from, but if I had to pick just one, that's the one. Yeah, that that's my second favorite, and it was my favorite for a long time. Uh, and then me and my friends uh, began the tradition of every year we go to the Music Box Theater on Southport and see It's a Wonderful Life. Oh yeah, and that yeah. to me is I, that's my favorite movie. Period. Yeah. So by default, it is my favorite Christmas movie. Um, awesome. I have just from the moment that movie begins and like the bell chimes, mm-hmm. I'm crying at just different levels of intensity from start to finish. Like if someone's got like a spigot. Yeah, I'm like all right, it's on a little bit. Now we're gonna turn it up a little <laughs> bit, like as the movie. But it never truly stops. Yeah, until I walk out of the theater, I it just reminds me a lot of my grandpa. Reminds me a lot of I don't know. I just love it. It's just a great movie, and it's it's barely Christmas. You know, it's like just right, kind of the right. end of the movie is Christmas. But uh, I don't know. It's just the holidays aren't the same without it. Never since we've done that tradition, I had to miss it this year because of all the stuff w- with my parents, and I haven't had time. Um, but it's something I don't like to miss. You go to Diagostino's Pizza first mm. on Addison and Southport, then you walk over to Music Box and watch the. Uh, Sounds like wonderful. a good time. They do a double feature. It's White Christmas and It's a Wonderful oh, Life. That's another, we'll good, that's another one that's is, always in rotation. Yeah. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life and White Christmas are two of those movies I have to watch every yep. year. Yeah. And we just did White Christmas the other night. Other it's one is uh, Christmas Vacation. That's yeah, one I always have yep. to watch. So Nate says It's a Wonderful Life doesn't do anything for him. And I've heard that a lot. <laughs> and I have to say, it's different in a theater. Sure. Like it's a, yeah. di- you're kind of, because it's, listen, let's be honest. You're watching it during the holidays. Is it black and white or colorized? Black and white. Oh, okay. Tons is going on. You're kind of distracted. But when you really get to focus in on the movie and like and really watch it, yeah, it's just brilliant. And it holds up. There's really nothing in there where you're like, well, that's kind of out of date. That's, you know, of course, like some of the clothes maybe. But yeah. the movie is, as, as the message of the movie is the same today as it was when it came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just love it. It's, it's, just, a, it's a format, a story that's been yeah, parodied, not parodied, but replicated, rep- yeah. copied, however you want to say, borrowed. 
so many in so many other forms of pop culture. Definitely. Alex has got a good one here. Eight Crazy Nights. I love that movie too. I've that's, only seen that once, but I want to see it again. That's one my that's one uh, my wife and I like. Just we were like, oh, we both never watched it. It's something we don't usually watch around Christmas. A couple of years ago, we were just like, let's just watch it. And we're like, oh, now we have to watch this every year. Like, yeah. And it's it's Christmas adjacent because it's Adam Sandler, it's but you know season. it's holiday yeah. season. Might have seen that in the theater. I think I did too. And yeah, I probably haven't seen one. it since. All right, let's do let's move music. on to songs here. So that's her elevator ding. I'm a little stressed out about it. Oh boy. So let's uh let's do Christmas songs, Mario. Uh the Christmas song. And uh, it's yes. the uh <laughs> it is uh the Nat King Cole version. Um I, I hear that and I just want to like you know, I don't have to wait too long for the sun to go down in the winter. So just nighttime, turn the lights off, uh, make sure the, the Christmas tree is plugged in, have that just light up the room, turn on the fireplace, a little, again, the hot chocolate. And it's just like ideal, yeah, like smooth Christmas feelings. Yeah, that's a good one. It's one of my favorite. Nat King Cole's voice is just like, oh, it's Christmas. Yeah, it's like, yeah. exactly. Um, I'm going with... Um, Oh, Holy Night is my favorite Christmas song. I'm, uh, you know, even though I'm not, I was raised Catholic and I don't consider myself a practicing Catholic anymore, but I still love like the religious songs more yeah, than like yeah. the hokey Santa Claus Rudolph songs. And Oh, Holy Night is, uh, is probably my favorite. And if I had to pick one version, it's probably Josh Groban's version. Okay. Is really good. He, he, really, he is. He, yeah. He's got a tremendous his, his Christmas album is mm-hmm. great. He's got a lot of good stuff on that. But yeah, Oh Holy Night. That's a great pick because it's mine too. Um, <laughs> I love that song. That became my favorite Christmas song. Here comes Old Man Corner. Ah. Uh, you know Harry Chapin. I'm sure you don't know Harry Chapin. He wrote Cats in the Cradle. Harry Chapin sounds like something you need an ointment for. It might be. It That's yeah. Chapin. <laughs> it's just short the A. Um, but he wrote uh, Cats in a Cradle, which is one of his most favorite songs. Mm-hmm. But he has a song called Mr. Tanner. And he's a folky storyteller. So he's telling the story of this guy who owns a cleaning shop who wants to try to become a professional singer. And every time he talks about him in the background, there's another guy singing a holy night, like kind of under the song. Mm-hmm. And from then on, it's become my favorite Christmas song. And the version I love is the one by Jewel. Ah, Jewel put out, not yeah. Jewel's. Uh, Jewel put out a version of Oh Holy Night and it's beautiful because her voice is great and she's not like yodeling or cattle rolling as a lot of like recent divas kind of have to do with it. She just sings it traditionally and it's great. So that's that's my favorite one. (laughs) I'm a sucker for a melody and that melody is Oh Holy Night. And in the chat, like every suggestion, I'm like, yep, that's a good one. Yep, that's a good one. Yep, that's a good one. Except Dominic the Christmas Donkey or whatever that Charlie keeps talking about. I hate that racist ass song. That is on my Christmas playlist on Spotify. Absolute trash. All right. Favorite Christmas treat, Mario? Some big old cinnamon rolls. Icing. Like soft, chewy cinnamon rolls. Um, they have to. Be, they have to be gluten free now. <laughs> um, but yeah, with hot chocolate. Sure. Yep. All right. Uh, I'm a big fan of the uh, traditional uh, peanut butter cookies with the Hershey Kiss in them. Oh, I had a yes. bunch of those. I should. I don't know why in. those are really considered Christmas. Those, those should be all year round. They're made at Christmas. But Nothing says you can't. I, I, yeah, give me those. Those are my best. That's where I was at with uh, Oreo balls. If you had Oreo yes. balls, yes. Yep. But they're not. There's another they're not thing. It sounds like you need no. anointment for. I just for. have them at Christmas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stacy has a coworker that makes them everything all year that's round, out so. around Christmas. Like 
doesn't necessarily have to only be Christmas. Like yeah. You could have like a candy cane whenever you want. So I went with uh, Trader Joe's candy cane JoJo's. And if you don't know those, Ooh, yeah. JoJo's are Trader Joe's version of Oreos. Mm-hmm. But in these, the filling has little bits of broken up candy cane in it. Ooh. So you get that nice little peppermint with the chocolate. Peppermint crunch. Great. Delicious. All right. Last category we have here is best Christmas gift you received. The one that changed my life uh, was in 2001. I got the original Xbox with Madden 2002. And from there, my gaming experience completely flipped on its head. O2 Vince Young? No, no. Dante Culpepper. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So, yeah, I I got that. And the cruel thing was we we opened the the presents Christmas morning. And then my parents were like, okay, we're going to Christmas Mass at noon. I'm like, no. I'm all, I'm hooking this thing up and there I'm. No I'll see you when I'm 16. Like. <laughs> Xbox is new, my new guy. Yeah, so uh, that was that was one that was a, a game changer for sure. Literally, nice. uh, my favorite Christmas gift ever had to be around 91, 92. Uh, I got a powder blue Houston Oilers starter Ooh. jacket, the old school parkas. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, that were like huge. Like my sister got the Blackhawks one. And I was, for whatever reason, those those run and shoot Warren Moon Oilers teams, those I love awesome. them. Mm-hmm. And it was just my need to be unique because there's nobody else in my school that, that had, would have had, that. Yeah. It was my favorite. It was like with the first time my parents actually got like the hot name brand stuff. Yeah, like, right. We'd always get like whatever. <laughs> what, was the, what was the pro line? Was that the like uh, knockoff star? Yeah, yeah, I think something so. like that. You, but this was like the first time like we ever got the legit. Like, we never got Nikes or Reebok. Yeah. It was, you know, whatever was at Kmart so, or Venture <laughs> back in the day. But getting that, that was the coolest thing. I That's wish awesome. I still had it. That, yeah, that'd probably be worth a pretty penny at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. I'm going to go Christmas of 1991. I was a big present snooper. Oh, yeah. Were you guys present snooper? I, I tried, I tried yeah. to find them every year. I knew where my parents hid the presents. Oh. And I was looking for that Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. couldn't find it. Couldn't find it at all, and I was very much like Ralphie on Christmas morning, where I was like, "Disappointed." I don't think I'm getting this. And then, sure enough, they came through. Nice. Santa came through, and I got the Super Nintendo with Final Fight. <laughs> with it was yeah. like the guy with the uh, suspenders and a mustache, and there was like a blonde guy and a and like a red guy, and you just walk through like subway cars and beat people up. And of course, uh, Mario and man, that yeah. was the that was the magical i wasn't sure if i was my parents are always very good at coming through on christmas nice um yeah. but i'm like i couldn't find it i know all the hiding spots right i still don't know where they had it but i never found it until it was there that morning i don't know if that was the same year what year was gretzky and the rangers 90 that was later no that, that was like 96 97 okay so yeah. christmas morning i come down the stairs and they got me like a big cardboard wing Gretzky cutout. Oh, nice. but I, I was like just standing in my living room and I almost shit my pants. I was like, <laughs> he thought he was actually him. Oh God. There's a man in my living room. Uh, no, it was just awesome. Wayne Gretzky. Love this time of year. Yeah. It's awesome. You know, right, well, Nick also, is here. Uh, We're going to get him on set here. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. What do you no, got? you go ahead. Well, if you want to come see the Hawks and the Habs tomorrow, like Emma's going to do and not step on the carpet, <laughs> you can do it at game time. You should not have to worry when you're buying your tickets to the next big sports event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with those killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, and views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. 
it's easy to find and buy for any kind of event in your area. And we're in Chicago. There's a lot of events. And we really love that feature where you can go there, pick your seat location, and see what the view is going to look like. You, no surprises when you buy from Game Time. It is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. All-in prices show you your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. It's so great. Make sure you do it. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use code CHGO for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And with all that money you save on Game Time tickets, yes. you can uh, put that into your business because it's easy. For businesses now to switch to electric vehicles, something we can all get behind for the health of the planet, the well-being of all of us who share it. That's right. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks like I do, ComEd can help yeah. you guide to make ch- the changes that make sense. Now, this is the first time our guest, Nick Felino will maybe hear about the electric grid and electric tomorrow. So, Greg... Tell business owners and Nick about what ComEd can do. <laughs> well, business owners and Nick, go to ComEd.com slash clean and learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Well, actually, wait to the end of this show. Then start making <laughs> your plan to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business. Good for the planet. Good for all of us. Go to ComEd.com slash clean. Was that uh, comment.com? Yes, it was. <laughs> I was just checking. Go now. Just checking. Well, after the show. And see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Thank you All for right. clearing that up. Yes. He's here. Nick Felino's hey. joined us live in studio. Thanks for being here, Nick. Appreciate it. Thanks for the it. claps. <laughs> I think we have the very professional microphone yeah, rig. Of yeah, the, uh, it's like football. it's been done before. <laughs> It's, Way to go, Lawrence. Yeah. Whatever they works, baby. That's my motto. No, Whatever you works. can't even see it on camera. No one even oh, we're good. oh, I blew it. Kayfabe. I blew Kayfabe. Hold the curtain back. Nice going, Jay. Anyway, thanks for doing this. Thank Appreciate you having you here. Yeah, it's absolutely. something we've been trying to get done for a while. And, uh, Five months. We, as soon as we announced the show, everyone's like, Nick for captain, re-sign eight-year deal. We're going to get to all the fun <laughs> hockey deal, yeah. stuff. We're going to get to all that. that. But before you sat down, we were having a little bit of fun around the holidays. We were talking about our favorite Christmas songs, Christmas movies, Christmas gift we ever received, Christmas treat. When we created a nice little board, and your your head's on there, so you have to answer the questions. Oh, <laughs> those are the rules. I love it. <laughs> so let's go. With, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh man, I mean, I saw "It's a Wonderful Life" was one we watched a lot as a family. Um, so I'd probably go with that. But the Santa Claus that was a good one with mm-hmm. Tim Allen. Yeah, that was a solid one. So. Uh, I'll go It's a Wonderful Life, though. Nostalgic. Bring it back from my childhood days. Can't go wrong on that one. Um, Favorite song? Oh, Holy Night. I got to see a Brett Eldridge Christmas concert, and he sang Holy Night. Uh, So I want to go with that one. That was impressive, the way he finished the show with that one. So that's my favorite right now. Nice, nice. And we've got uh, your favorite treat, Christmas Um, treat. Christmas treat. Or food. Do you ever hear... I don't know if people heard. You ever heard of noodle stacks? My mom made them. They're, so it's that. like these chow mein noodles with chocolate. Like the, you, you put them in the chocolate and then you pull them out and then they like harden and there's this crunchy sweet. Oh, wow, it's actually delicious. I have seen those. You, have you seen mentioned them? it. Yes, that's good. Yes. that's probably my favorite Christmas uh, nice. treat. And then what's the Is best the gift you've try? ever gotten? Uh, I always say it. My first set of hockey gear. 
I was so pumped as a kid. I wore it everywhere. It was actually the year my dad broke his leg right before Christmas. We were all in the car going to uh, up to Sudbury to see family, and he was playing for Toronto at the time. And all we heard on the radio was, Mike Foligno's down and Mike Foligno's out. And he broke his leg (laughs) and change of plans. We went to the hospital and uh, he had to have surgery. And uh, we, I came in after a couple days later after Christmas and showed him my my hockey gear. And I was very proud, wore it right to the hospital. Are you like uh, Crosby or Tyler Johnson? You still have the same... Uh, shoulder pads or jock strap or something from uh... I have well I have all my gear it's been saved from when I was a kid I still have it um, but I've worn the same shoulder pads since I came in the league so that's one thing they're beat up to, to hell. I was gonna say I've noticed them in your locker yeah. and I'm like I don't think you can buy those no now. no, <laughs> and no those are out of rotation yeah, been, now been through a lot of wars yeah well it's really good to have you here man when yeah, we're, we're gonna get to some of the hockey stuff here but um I know a lot of Hawks fans like I said you've the city's fallen in love with you very quickly <laughs> Um, I think part of it is how candid you are with how things are going with the team and fans love to hear that and just kind of seeing the way that you and, and Connor and a lot of the young players have connected. What's your experience been so far in Chicago? Are you happy here? You yeah, liking here? I've been blown away. Um, you know, I've always enjoyed coming to the city whenever we play. Uh, but just to get to know, I think Midwest people in general, are just solid people and uh, kind of more my speed and, and just from day one, honestly, the way our kids have acclimated in school and the people and the, the families that have brought us in, uh, we love where we're living. Uh, we're in the Wicker Park area, which has been awesome. Um, and then just the fans too. I, I've always admired this organization. You know, they've, they've you know, really been a, a, you know, original six team, but also just the way they've carried themselves and uh, the guys that have played here before. And um, so to come here now and help get back to that level to that standard I think I'm really proud of and and I want to make the fans proud I mean listen this was a hard place to play when I when I was playing against them for a lot of years and uh, I want that to be the case when when you know teams come in here they want I want them to fear coming into the, the United Center again and uh, and you know it was a really good step in the right direction the other night with the game against Colorado you could sense that that you know that attitude that we kind of had throughout the game so um you know, it's it's fun to be here, fun to help kind of push this along. And i got a great group of guys to work with, and the staff is amazing. But, yeah, we've fallen in love with Chicago, and I can't be more thankful to be here. How is it coming into a, a new team? You're, you know, you're well-established in the league, um, but coming into a new team and being given the role of, like, hey, be one of our leaders. <laughs> like, how how either difficult is that or – you know, what was what was that experience like coming to Chicago and kind of being said like, hey, like kind of carry this this young team a little bit? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's it's humbling in a lot of ways that, you know, when you have the conversation of, hey, you, we want you to help kind of push this in the direction we're trying to go, um, because, you know, they're, they're entrusting you with a lot of, of things that, you know, you, they feel that you can help move this this team and, this, and a lot of players in the right direction. And uh, so you take that and, and you really appreciate that they've come to you with that. And I think for me, it's just always been, you know, stay true to who I am. And, you know, I, I talk about a lot. I build relationships with people. I, I think that's how you really get to the soul of somebody and, and really understand what makes them work and, and how they come into the rink every day and makes them better. And um, so that's all I've tried to do. I've just tried to come in and be myself. And, you know, that I, I definitely have embraced the dad jokes. I think I've, I've gotten <laughs> that uh, um, originally and, and uh, naturally from just being a dad. And uh, But that's just who I am. I, I enjoy the softer side of the game, but I also understand how 
you know, you come here, we're, we're, we're trying to get better. We're trying to make something happen here. We're trying to build a culture and an identity of, of what we're trying to be. And, um, and I, I think it's really resonated with what the direction Kyle wants to go with the way Luke wants to go. And, um, you know, I've obviously helped playing with a guy like Seth. I know that he wants to win badly. And now you see Connor and how bad he wants to win. And there's a lot of guys in between that, you know, understand where we're trying to get this to. So, uh, I'm very, very privileged with the opportunity that I've had and, uh, look forward to you know helping push this in the direction I feel it needs to go. This is your third straight uh, stop mm. on original six. Yeah. I'm knocking them all down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm done here. You, you, done you here. and Kaner are gonna get them all covered <laughs> yeah. before it's all done. But like, does that still have the mystique of playing for an original six? And and kind of a piggyback on that, like these young guys that are in the room playing their first NHL, second NHL season for a team like the Hawks. Do you think they kind of get caught up in that, or do they need to be in the league a few years before they really can appreciate yeah. playing for one of those historic franchises? I think I had a conversation. I can't remember with who on the players. Um, it might have been Bergie last year. I I said I'm kind of thankful that I I would have loved to have probably played for an original six team right away, but I'm I, I think it's made me appreciate it so much more because I've been in the league now and I've I never really thought of myself as a historian. But having a dad who played and a family history of, you know, even before that, I have a great uncle, Eddie Jackman, who's a Hall of Fame goalie. Mm. My mom's side, a lot of people don't know that. I always oh, wow. joke I get all my skill from him more than my dad. <laughs> um, but I never realized that, you know, the history side of it and how much I enjoy playing for these teams because I know what it means to a city and what it means to an organization or the fan base and how ingrained it is, how – it's almost a religion, you know, and they and they really truly love their team because they've it's been around longer than so many people, right? And I, I really appreciate it because I remember like you grow up in it, and then you know all these older players, you hear about all these guys, and um, now I'm walking down the hallways of the of, of the arenas that those guys were in, and and so it's really special for me, and I do think it's something that you maybe do take for granted a little bit uh, if you're a young player coming in, but. You should be so thankful to play in these markets. And, and and don't get me wrong, I loved my time in Columbus. I loved my time in Ottawa. But there's just something that hits different here. The expectations and, and the the way you are um, ingrained already in the community, it's it's incredible. And, um, you know, I think it makes you play that much harder knowing that you, you have such a fan base behind you. Well, you I want to get back to the leadership thing a little bit. And um, when you were coming into the league, who were some of the guys that took you under their wing and guided you into say, hey, this is how you're a rookie that you were able to yeah. take that now and kind of help with the, the current Hawks with. Yeah, I mean, oof. I laugh now because I'll try to talk to some of the guys and I'm like, I would have never got this at their age either. So I don't know why the <laughs> hell I'm expecting them to get this. Uh, um, but, you know, I was really lucky, I said, to come into a room in Ottawa that had these bona fide leaders in Daniel Alfredson, Mike Fisher, Wade Redden. I mean, I could literally go down the list and you'd be like, holy, it's incredible the guys that I, and I, and I realized at a, a decently young age how lucky I was, you know, the, even the Jason Spezzas and Danny Heatleys, how they handled their superstardom, you know, and, and, uh, and then even the role players, you know, like they're, the guys that I kind of played with, because you always came in, not like these young guys now that come in the top lines, they had to play in the fourth line to kind of work your way up. We always like to tease the young guys now, but uh you, you play with them and the things they would teach you, right, of how to be a good pro and, and what it means to, to be in that role and, and why you're in that role and what you're trying to help the team accomplish. So, you know, having all those players that I played with in Ottawa really made me understand how hard I had to play and and made me realize the value of, of getting out in the community. I, I, unbelievable 
uh, community people and, and those guys that I mentioned, like they were always doing stuff outside the rink that a lot of people didn't know about, didn't want, you know, didn't want anyone to know about, but knew it was the right thing because that's how you really build a relationship, right? Is through that, that process. It's not so much what you're doing on the ice. They appreciate that. But when you can show them that, Hey, I'm just as much a part of this community as you are. And, you know, and you're walking down the same streets and eating at the same restaurants and shopping at the same way. It, it humanizes it a little bit and makes them really cheer for you that much more and understand, you know, that, yeah, I'm, I'm not just here to take, I'm also here to give. Um, so those guys helped me tremendously. And then on the ice, I mean, just, it was, it was amazing to come into that room and see how they played and, and competed and, and worked and practiced and, uh, and what it meant to be a pro. And I think it really helped me now, 17 years later, understand, you know, what it took to stay in this league. You talk about your, <clears throat> you know, work in the community and, and off the ice. I know you're very involved with uh, a lot of different initiatives and, you know, your foundation and everything. I think we had a, a, a super chat from one of our regulars asking about the uh, the number 17 hats that, uh, that, oh, that yeah. you have. Um, so I just wanted to give you a little, maybe just kind of piggyback off what you said, just give you a little space to talk about, like, your foundation, your work yeah. and everything. And, and how has that kind of translated to now being in Chicago the last couple of months? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, that's probably my biggest passion project is, uh, you know, our foundation. My wife, we, you know, we, a lot of people don't know that our daughter was born with a congenital heart defect. And uh, before that, I lost my mother at 21 to cancer. So um, we started a foundation in her name and did a ton of work with cancer and still do. It's the Janice Salino Foundation that our family kind of runs. And uh, I've been able to give back so much money to research and care in the cancer world. But uh, then our world was rocked again when our firstborn was born with a congenital heart defect. And, you know, when you kind of get through it and on the other side and, and, you know, then you process how many people have helped you along the way and the the road to recovery and, and really how underfunded a lot of things are still for ch child pediatrics. Um, you know, we knew we wanted to get involved that way too. And, you know, that's the, the one thing we talk about as athletes is the, the platform that we're given. And it can be abused sometimes, um, but it also can be used for a lot of good. And it's never to put your name out there, but it's just I always found it was a way – to get this information out to people that maybe wouldn't know otherwise. And that's how it happened for us. We found out about a life-saving surgery for our daughter from word of mouth. And luckily we knew someone that knew someone that had a connection in, in Boston and got to know. So it, it is amazing how just getting the word out and making you realize, oh, wow, there's other things out there that maybe your small bubble. And, and let's be honest, when you get news like that, your world's rocked and the world kind of, you know, shakes for a little bit. Yeah. So um, we were able to, to, you know, get her help. And, and then after we're like, you know, we really want to be able to be that, that beacon of light for somebody else. And, um, you know, my wife is a big spearhead of this. It's called the hearts playbook now. And it's an honor of our daughter, Milana, who's 10 years old and doing great. Um, but you know, it's really, really special that now she's old enough too to be involved in it with us yeah, and cool. our boys as well, who were so young at the time, didn't really understand what was going on with their sister. Now they understand and you go in and, you, you see families, you, you give back, you, you know, we're really proud. We have a Felino fellowship that we're uh, funding in Boston. That's going to train the next great doctor uh, to, to learn some of the awesome. things from the cardiologist that she's working with now. So we're, we're really proud of that. It, it's the way to give, give back and, and, and move things forward. And, you know, that's what we're all about. And, you know, the support has been incredible. We wear those hats. I got those hats made from a guy in, uh, in Columbus, Ohio, 614 hockey and, he uh, he's graciously done that and donates some of the proceeds back to the foundation. And um, it's really unique and, and, and honestly humbling when you do stuff like this, how many people support you um, not because of the hockey, but because of your life experiences and you know, that trust will never, we'll never take that for granted. And, and, you know, I love hearing the stories and just knowing that 
maybe we are helping somebody. As much as it's great to, to lift your spirits as a fan and, and we win a game, you know, if we can help a family in need in a time like that when we know exactly how that feels, I mean, that's, that's a win in, in every way possible. So that's awesome. Pretty special. Thanks for asking about it. Of course. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I w- the one thing that I mentioned earlier, what the fans have really liked about you has been your, your honesty. You know, after games, you're kind of the first guy. It's a good thing. Yeah. Every team needs that, right? And and one thing that, you know, we know what the expectations are this year. Everybody's kind of realistic about that. And I know you weren't here last year, but one thing we saw for the better chunk of 82 last year was a team that went out and played their ass off for 60 minutes. You have said this year that that's been a bit of a problem with this team. How does that I guess aside from just out flat out saying it, we saw Devon Taves do it the other night after the after you guys beat them, kind of call out his teammates. When you're when that message isn't getting through, what are the steps you can take beyond that, right? Like, is do you have like a is there like another level to Nick Felino that's like, <laughs> all right, don't make you know we make the dad references all the time, but don't make dad mad, kind of a thing. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to be careful because I'm one of them, right? Like as much yeah. as I'm you know, an older player leader, you know, I'm, I'm in the, in the trenches with them. And as soon as you start to point fingers and make it seem like I'm doing everything well, you're like, I'm not either. I'm making mistakes, but that's the point in hockey is like, that's, that's the beauty of the game. It's a game of mistakes. And the, the, the nice part about it is that's why you have your teammates. They back you up when those mistakes happen. And right now we are so in those games that have, have cost us, we're disjointed right now. We're, we're a team that some guys are going really hard and some guys are pulling back because they're not sure. And then when you have that in this league, teams exploit that like you wouldn't believe. And that's where you're seeing it. It's not so much – I don't think any guy on our team is not going out there and, and giving us everything. It's just that they're not under, we're not quite understanding of exactly how we need to do that. And, and some of it's youth, some of it's insecurity because they've never done it, and some of it's just you know new, new faces. And I talked about that. Like it, it's not just the young guys; it's it's older players mm-hmm. getting used to young. And let's be honest, we have a great player that that none of us have probably ever seen or played with, and a generational talent like Connor, who you're still trying to figure out how he plays. And you know, even you, you heard Lucas talk about yesterday. I know that I, I knew right away when he looked away from me, he was going to pass to me. But before guys might not be ready for that pass. And I made jokes about that. Like sometimes guys are not ready for when he's ready to pass to him. So Lucas is now ready and puts it in the net. It's a, it's those little things that are allowing us to grow and they're painstakingly slow sometimes. But the, the, my biggest thing is what we want out of this year. And I think they, you know, last year, yeah, everyone kind of talked about, but I'm, I'm done with last year. I wasn't here. Right. I'm, I'm trying to make us realize like, all right, well, the one thing we can control is building winning habits. That's that's so that, you know, maybe it isn't this year, but next year if you get some different personnel or players and, and you're a year older now, a Connor Bedard's, a Korchinski's a year older, a Reichel's a year older, a, ma- a more mature player, now you already have those winning habits ingrained in you and now your game takes off even more. And that's where we're trying to get to and just understand. And I know it's, you know, it's, it's not to – but, yeah, there are certain moments where at, at some point the standard, yeah, you're going to have to snap back a little bit and say, hey, we cannot fall below that. And I was really proud of our guys because I thought in the Colorado game, after a disappointing one, the other, we, we snapped back into it and got, and got a big win and understood against a really good team how we needed to play and the emotion that comes into that and, and the winning habits. Like you saw guys that were chipping it in. They were physical. They, needed, like they weren't missing checks. And it's amazing how your game can really grow from there. But now we got to do it again. And that's the, that's the part that we're, we're still working on. The Colorado game, I'm glad you're here today. It's such a great example because – I think that game was the first time we saw your opponent 
pissed. Yeah. Like, they were legitimately thrown off their game. At the end of the game, they, they've got an empty net, the chance to, and they take a penalty. Because yeah. you're that, that much under the their Colin skin. Blackwell effect. That was, the, <laughs> was pissing off everybody <laughs> yeah. in that game. Yeah. It was awesome. It was great to have him But back. I think that that shows what you're talking about is that believing in yourself isn't just putting the puck in the back of the net. It's saying, hey, we can play with these guys. We can hang with these guys. I can finish a check on Nathan McKinnon. I don't care who that is. Yeah. And that for the first time this year, I think we saw from, you know, all 12 forwards, all six defensemen, that was kind of the mindset going in. There was no fear of Colorado in this game. Uh, none. And that's, and that's the beauty. Like, that's what I love to see from the guys. It's like, okay, I understand we respect them, and, and, but our mindset has to change now from, like, oh, we hope to win this to, like, we're going to win this game. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the evolution of, of coming from, you know, where, where they've come from to now. Like it, and I know it's not going to happen tomorrow. We're not going to just turn into this team that's going to run the table, but – you can build those habits and the, the understand the, the grit that comes with that and the attitude that comes with that, you know, and I always give credit to, you know, John Tortorella was really good for that. You know, he, he would, he'd always say like, get greedy. You'd have a couple wins. He's like, get greedy tonight. We need this one more. And then you realize like, yeah, like don't get complacent in anything we're going to do. Right. Like it, to, to play well is just a standard. That's just, that's where you're supposed to be. And then the other team might be playing really well that night too. So how are you going to counteract that yeah. as well? Right. So it's just, it's, it's a mindset. It's, it's understanding of where we're trying to get to and the hunger that you need to have. We're, we're, we're respected by nobody right now. Let's be honest. Right. And so why should we respect anybody else? If no one respects us, why are we, you know, going into a game? Oh, we're playing against Nathan McKinnon tonight or, it, it shouldn't matter. We should just be so hungry to prove ourselves each and every night. And if we have that mindset, I think, first of all, we're going to win a lot of hockey games. And I think the fans are going to love the product on the ice. I'm, I'm ready to suit up. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned Colin Blackwell. I wanted to, to bring him up. Obviously, yeah. it was great to see him out there. And, it's a spark plug, man. And you could just tell, you know, he said, even after he, the game, he told us, like, scoring a goal is the best, but right after that is – pissing people yeah. off and <laughs> getting under their skin. And Luke had mentioned that, like, even in warm-ups, he was starting. Is he the best chirper on the team? Oh. And yeah. who uh. around the league is kind of a low-key chirper that, like, no one would? Like, we know who the, the main guys yeah. are out there, but who's a guy that, like, said something once to you that, like, completely caught you off guard? <laughs> You're like, wow, that's an amazing chirp. Oh, man, I got to think about that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's effective when guy like, gets, uh, I don't know, there's there's so many on each team, I feel like, that just say, I mean, playing with Marshy last year was wild to hear some of the things that would come out of his mouth, and I'm like, how'd you think of that? You know, like. <laughs> He's got a little yeah, notebook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he always loved, I always loved the one, and it's a pretty good one. I was like, I'll, I'll sign my stick for you after the game if the guy's yelling. I'm like, no, don't worry, I'll get it, I'll get you one, don't worry about it. The guy's like, F you, like, you know. So, um yeah, it's it's an effect, and you know the thing with Blackie is like he's not a big guy, but he plays big, you know, and I and I I just I love that about him, and and he backs it up, right? Like he, and I think it he does it too. A lot of guys when they chirp, you're always like, why do you chirp? Because sometimes I find it like can take away from, but it actually gets him going. I think it keeps him engaged in the game, and you know, so I, I loved it. I, I thought he brought such energy to our team last game, and it was a big reason, honestly, why we had that that swagger. And that attitude, because I mean, he was pissed off from 
the morning. I don't even know what he was mad about, but he was just <laughs> he fired hadn't played up. in ten months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of months of, of uh, built up frustration, and it was just great to have him back. And honestly, I I wish I could have a better story of of somebody that chirped me, but. I think I remember like a long time ago, some one player was like, oh, did your dad tie your skates for you tonight or whatever? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, that's a good one, I guess. <laughs> well, you so. could tell uh, Blackwell was effective because, you know, at the end of the game, minute to go, down the goal, Ryan Johansson would yeah, rather punch wild. him in the face yeah. than try and tie the game. So I was like, hey, job well done there. Yeah, and, <laughs> and guys that normally aren't going to play like that are, are that mad. So that's that's what you got to love. and. I actually was like confused. I'm like, this is a six on five, and they're fighting us right now. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, so it was great. I'll take it. Uh, you mentioned, you know, playing with with Connor Bedard and and um, you know just the the impact that he's had so far on this team, and that he's hope hoping hopeful to have moving forward. Uh, seems like you've gotten to to get to know him a, a lot, and he's been kind of ingrained in your family a little bit. How's that been? Uh, having him around and kind of seeing him like grow into his NHL uh, experience. Yeah. I, I, I'm really enjoying it. Like, you know, I, I didn't know much about him and obviously just talked to him on the phone a bunch in the summer. And, um, but I'm just really enjoying seeing him get more comfortable. Now you can really see he's starting to be confident in himself and his routine. And he's understood now the league a little bit and, you know, and, and, and some of the, you know, he still has to deal with a ton from the media and, and stuff, but Sorry. It, some of it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thanks guys. Um, but some of it's died down. Right. And, and so now it's just the normalcy of what he's probably always wanted, which is just to go play hockey. And, you know, and, and I'm proud of him that he's handled what I've never seen anyone have to go through. I don't, I obviously can't speak to Sid or McDavid or uh, those guys, but I mean, I can't even imagine it was this crazy for a player like him. Um, so I'm proud of him. I think he's been an exceptional teammate. Guys love him. Um, you know, he's only trying to get better. He's only trying to, you know, make a difference every game. And he has to learn. There's times to, to do that. And that's part of being young. But you'd rather have a guy that wants the puck, you know, and wants to make a difference and isn't afraid to, to make mistakes and, and, and knows and is, is conscious enough to know, too, when he makes mistakes. Like, he gets it. He's not, you know, he's not like an arrogant kid where he's like, no, um, I'm perfect. It's like, no, he he's got areas where he wants to get better. And, and he hates losing. And, uh, you know, when you have a guy like that, and where we are and where we're trying to go, I mean, it's going to be pretty special as he gets older in this league and, and you know, he becomes the, well, he already is the face of this franchise, but <laughs> the, uh, you know, the, the real leader of this franchise, I'm sure. Does uh, playing with him kind of, you know, rub off on, on, on you a little bit, give you that maybe like a little youthful jump? Because I yeah. saw on, on, on Tuesday between the legs, oh, yeah. a little move, that was, that was pretty yeah. slick. Yeah. Uh, you could go back on YouTube in black and white, and I think I did it like 19 years ago. Yeah, it does. It really does. I mean, I, I've, you know what? I think just being around youth and the excitement they have to come to the rink, and that's part of their responsibility too, right? Like that's, there shouldn't be a day where you as an older player is pulling energy out of the young kid. You know, I, I try to tell them that too. Like, I'm a pretty energetic guy, but I love the game, and I and I I know how privileged you are to play this. But they they come in and and they're just excited. They're the first ones on the ice and excited. They're you're almost bouncing around, and it's kind of funny to watch. But it's it does it it gets you excited to get to the rink because you you see them and they're they're pushing you to kind of get out there right so I, I love it i think it's a really important part and um and they're receptive you know I, we're really lucky like the young group we have here they understand their responsibility of trying to push this thing along too and 
they know they're getting a lot of responsibility. Maybe they wouldn't get on other teams. So they're trying their best to take advantage of it. And they're, they're learning. They're, they're trying to learn at a really fast pace. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm impressed with the type of men they are off the ice too. And that's why I have them over to the house a lot and try to break down barriers where it's not just at the rink. They get to see me as a dad and, you know, they get to see me as a dad at the rink and they get to see me as a dad at home. Um, but they get to see my family and, and, you know, my purpose of why I play and makes them realize too, like, you know, hockey isn't everything. It's important. Uh, it's not the only thing, you know, so it's, uh, sometimes it's good to break down those barriers and have a little fun with them away from the rink. My kids obviously love having everybody over. I'm sure. <laughs> my wife has to cook for everyone, so she doesn't love it. <laughs> yeah. When you see these young guys, you know, getting the opportunity you mentioned, like more on this team than they'd probably get anywhere else, is there anything you kind of keep an eye on in terms of like, hey, this could be a sign of a guy getting maybe a little bit overwhelmed? Or you, know, you talked about earlier in the season some of the hesitance that guys have. Is there any like kind of red flags you keep an eye out for in terms of maybe like that's a sign of maybe this is too much for him right now? Yeah, I, I always watch body language, and I also watch like their game. I, I know, you know, for a player, when they're overthinking, you can just see it in the game and because I know what it feels like, you know, and, and you – in your head, you can feel it, but you can't. You don't know how to get out of it sometimes. And you know when you see that where they're you know a step late on a pass or they're bobbling a pass that they normally would catch, you can just you know go over to them and say like, "How you doing? What's going on?" And you can just start. And they start to break down a little bit, like not break down, but just yeah, you know what, this is bugging me or this is going on at home or whatever it may be. So you you try to watch and see how everyone's acting, how they come into the rink that day. Is it a little more quiet than they normally are? And um, but you know they're they're handling it like listen. We've had a ton of injuries too, and I'm so impressed with our decor that you know they've they've battled, man. Yeah. They've battled, and they're learning in, on on the fly in the fire, right? And they're getting they're having to play the matchups that normally they wouldn't, you know, you shelter them from, and they're just they're stepping right into it and sticking their chest out, and they're doing the best they can. And as as a teammate, you really respect that because they're not cowering from the opportunity; they're, they're jumping into it full, you know, two feet and. So he kind of galvanizes the group a little bit. Like, look at this guy. You know, he doesn't know any different. He's he's trying to make the best you know possible outcome of this situation. So, um, you know, I'm always proud and watching that, and 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 you know, appreciative of that because, and I think it makes you play that much harder as a teammate. So, um, you're always you know, as an older player, you're always watching. It can't take you away from what you need to do for the group, but um, you know, any way you can try to help them. I know how fortunate, like I talked about, I was when I came in the league and sometimes it's hard, hard truths too. It's not always, Hey, you're, you know, it's, Hey, we need more from you. And I know you can give me more. Um, you know, those conversations have to happen too. And, and they do at the right time. One more. Yeah. We got time for a couple more. All right. More? Uh, I know I'm on a roll. We said, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's why we want to get you in. Um, you know, we, we said early on um, how much, like, the fan base has kind of gravitated to you uh, so quickly. Um, there's lots of questions and speculation and stuff. I know you probably can't say anything publicly, but I'll ask on, on behalf of the fans. Um, you know, how, how has the experience been with Chicago? And, you know, do you feel like you have maybe another, another year in the tank? And huh. would it be here? Yeah, I mean, I'm loving it. I, I'm, I'm at... You know, it's, I'm at the phase where I'm I'm taking it day by day, and I think it's really allowed me just to be in the moment. And uh, but absolutely, like I, you know, you get invested in in what's gone on here, and and you you start to think of the future and what could be, and you know how that's going to look, and you 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 know selfishly you want to be around to make sure things are you know the way you you'd hope they would be, um, especially with how much energy and time you put into it. But 
you know, I really am just taking it day by day. And, but I, I'll say this, like, I'm absolutely loving it. I, I'm, I've been blown away by the organization, by the, the, the city, by the fans. And, you know, I, I'm, I've jumped in with two feet, you know, and I was like, if I'm going to come in here and do this, I'm going to be my authentic self and, and try and move the needle where I can. And, but also be part of the group. It's not me. It's not Connor. It's not Seth. It's, it's everybody. Right. And making sure that we understand that we're going to do this collectively and, and have a, a ton of fun doing it. Um, and so, yeah, I, you know, I haven't thought too much of my future yet. I'm just day by day, just trying to get to tomorrow. Uh, game after playing 23 minutes I, I never thought I'd say it 36 that I don't think that I think that's too much ice time but don't tell Luke that because I love it still but um, but yeah I'm just trying to make sure I'm, I'm at my absolute best for these guys because that's what they deserve for me and um, you know I really do enjoy coming to the rink every day so we'll see where it all goes speaking of the city have you seen your bus stop on Madison just up the block they're, no, they got the the big ad, full ad. Oh, I heard. Yeah, I got a picture yeah. sent to me. Sorry, yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. literally That's like two a blocks tough way down for the people street. to start their day. I ain't <laughs> seen that thing. I, it would creep me out yeah. if I saw a big picture of myself yeah. on a random bus stop. Yeah. But oh. uh, yeah, I, my uh, my kids saw a picture from school of it. And like, Dad, you're on a bus stop. <laughs> Nobody's drawn. Man, I'm. I'm really made nobody, it. Nobody yeah. can draw a mustache on you. Yeah, so that's, that's yeah. That's, yeah. I'm sure it'll come. But one bad no, game. No one's one bad game, and I'll have horns or something. All right, Nick. Thanks for doing this, man. We appreciate it. Um, hope we can do it more. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, guys. But stick around. We're going to tell you how to get some great bacon oh, right now. I'm a huge bacon fan. It's from oh, our buddy oh, uh, Charlie, the bacon guy. Hey. He is. Uh, I think he's in there. He was in there yeah, at some point. Here. Yeah. Uh, he's based in Woodridge, out in the West Burbs, and he makes craft bacon and bacon jams over 30 different flavors uh they're all natural no preservatives if charlie can't pronounce it it's not in his bacon it's vacuum sealed it freezes great it lasts in the package up to 45 days in the fridge and six months in the freezer bacon jam lasts about 60 days in the fridge but if it lasts that long in your fridge there's something wrong with you here are some of the bacon flavors right now maple pepper nashville hot french toast buffalo ranch jalapeno garlic jardiner and yes there is a malort flavor and your current bacon jams are the original, the bourbon, the spicy, and the peach. It goes on everything, scrambled eggs, toast, crackers, burgers, grilled cheese, whatever you want. And go to charliethebaconguy.com. Check out his bacon archive. You can see every bacon he's ever made. And if you want to order some of that, get in touch, and he'll get it done for you. You can pick it up from him. He can deliver it to you or meet you halfway or even ship it. Sometimes at a game, they'll have some pocket bacon. He's got a, <laughs> he's got a partial happened, season yes. tickets. Got a little Ziploc for us every now and again, which we love. He makes it so you can bring it home. And uh, make sure you go to charliethebaconguy.com to place your order today. It's good stuff. It's the best. Sounds unreal. Sorry, guys. It's it's amazing. We'll have to Charlie the bacon we'll get guy. some, Charlie. Yeah. We'll, we'll sneak in some pocket bacon to practice. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll bring ice. it down to yeah. the bench. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next time you score a goal, if you see a slab of bacon, <laughs> it's good. That's not a bad way. Finally, our partner at Ray Chevrolet is having their biggest sale of the year. Right now, make your way to Ray Chevrolet on Route 12 in Fox Lake to join in on the savings for their model year end sales event. As one of the top-selling Chevy dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of the Chicagoland's largest Chevy inventories. But right now, they're trying to make room for the incoming 2024 model, so all their current inventory, it must go. Plus, you can find the perfect tailgate vehicle at Ray Chevy because they have over 100 new Silverados in stock, and that's not all. Get 0% financing with $0 down and zero payments until spring of 2024, or save over $3,000 on a new Chevy Blazer, $4,000 on an Equinox, 
or over $10,000 on a Silverado. And to top it all off, they're pricing over 125 vehicles under $20,000. Seriously, guys, can pricing ever get more affordable? I doubt it. And I know everyone loves the word free, and that's what you'll get this month at Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake. Get a free oil change. All you have to do is mention CHGO at scheduling your oil change online or on the phone. You better hurry. This exclusive offer ends December 31st. That's only a few days from now. So visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com to get your model year end savings. They've been serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. All right, we're back tomorrow night after the game. Make sure you join us after Hawks and Habs. Hopefully another impressive win like they had over the Avalanche. We want to thank Nick Felino for being here. I want to thank Ben and everybody at the Blackhawks for making it happen. And we want to remind you we're powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at ComEd.com slash clean. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the postgame show on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Rudolph City like the mayor. 